Ten days and I wake up and I'm still dealing with this shit. You ever get caught in a mistake that you just can't get out of, King? Okay? We got anything, man. Just keep your pecker hard and your powder dry, and the worm will turn. All you got to do is make it out of here. And it's all gravy. Every day, the rest of your life, gravy. Oh, shit, super lifer. Hey, King, collect up your shit. Your orders just come through. Now look, man, don't fuck with me. Oh, what, do you need a written invitation, for Christ's sake? Cocksucker, oh, wow. The lifers that made a mistake. They cut me some slack, Taylor. If you get your pig to Rodriguez, you got 10 minutes to make the last fucking chopper out of here, man. Because if you're not on it, I'm gonna be. too loudly. Anyway, um, but yeah, plus I was tired as fuck. But now I got my coffee. Gabe's on his lunch break. That's a big coffee mug you got there. Yeah. Are, are you going to, are you going to break out some, uh, some tacos, burritos, you, some enchiladas? When did you start drinking coffee? Oh, I don't drink coffee. I started drinking coffee when I became a podcaster, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what you've got to do. We gotta get uh, you a, a, a Lifers podcast coffee mug. You just want to sell Lifers podcast coffee mugs, don't you? Well, that's beside you know the the benefit of it. But yes, it, I it do. goes without saying. How was how was movie night last night? Did you get around to King of Staten Island? Oh, what the hell did we watch? Oh my god, I don't even remember the name of the movie. Uh, somebody from the show Girls was in the movie. She was in her underwear <laughs> on the show, and these dudes were. I don't remember the names of these movies because it doesn't show in the beginning anymore. You don't know what you're watching. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand anything like, you just do you have a thing where you skip the you have a thing where you skip the opening credits now as well as the closing credits? No, I mean, wait a minute. My wife starts. She starts the movie. She picks oh, it. Okay. I don't know what we're watching. It's just whatever she wants. And then okay. there we go. And then I'm like, well, that was good or that was bad. And I don't know what it was. So yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley from Showgirls is in the movie and she's in her underwear. Is that what you no, said? No, not Elizabeth Berkeley. Gina Gershon? Gina Gershon. No, 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 no. Somebody oh. from, the t- from the TV show, Girls. You remember the HBO show? Oh, oh not from the Showgirls. Show girls. <laughs> not Showgirls. You, you really do sound like Hunter S. Thompson when you talk to us about <laughs> Showgirls and the Showgirls. So somebody from the Showgirls was in it. Oh, <laughs> Uh, was it she's David a, Mamet's was, kid? Zosia Mamet? I don't know. She's British. She has a British accent. Oh, right, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. The pregnant I don't know stuff. girls. And who else was in the movie? I'd be terrible on your movie podcast because I don't remember the stuff. Yeah, you would be. It's funny because uh, Gabe is starting to watch these movies that he would never watch because he's talking to Ben and I and he's trying to catch <laughs> up with the movie stuff. He's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about with these movies. So I started watching this movie last night. It's called... Uh, Django Unchained. Uh, you ever heard of it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we, we we've heard of it. What did no, you watch the other night? You watched Last was, Days. Who? Last Days. Isn't that the Michael Jordan documentary? No, oh my God. Last Dance. I don't know. Last Days, <laughs> oh, the, the Kurt Cobain thing, right? Oh, I did watch that. I fell asleep with that one about 20 times, and and uh, I was waiting for the dialogue. It never came in, and I'm like, is this a movie? Is this a soundtrack? What is this? So You're wait, still that, the Gus waiting. Van Zandt thing, this fictionalized version of Kurt Cobain's Last Days. Right. right. Have you seen it? I have, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Objectively, it's terrible. The, the only one of those newfangled Gus Van Zandt movies that I liked at all was Elephant, the high school Elephant, movie. yeah. I, I hear a lot of people saying great things about the other one, but I, I still couldn't make it through. Where they're out uh, in the, the desert? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. In the desert or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the Jerry, but I haven't seen Jerry. That. Right. So don't watch those movies, Gabe. Like, well, if you're going to try to catch up with us, don't start there. I know, but I'm trying to no, figure out... No, but I'm impressed. 
Because well, Gabe, in the space of a week, has watched King of Staten Island and Last Days. I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> wide spectrum of, of movies right there. Did you well, watch King of Sta- Staten Island? I, I watched it, but let's get back to <laughs> Last Days. <laughs> the when, best? When, did, when okay. did the brother from Leonard Skinner start directing movies? Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, well, he's been directing movies for quite a long time. And if you want to watch one of his movies, watch Drugstore Cowboy. I mean, just quit fucking around. Get down in there. Are you writing it down? It looks like yes. he's writing it down. <laughs> Drugstore Cowboy is great. You're going to love it. But but this all started with Gabe talking about King of Staten Island. No, no, no. He said it was movie night. And I said, oh, enjoy King of Staten Island. And yes. Ben, I, I thought you were recommending it, so I put no, it on the list. That's what, that's what Ben thought, too. And Ben was like, okay, all right. I thought you were recommending this, and I was wondering, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what happened. He said movie night, and you said enjoy King of Staten Island, and I read those emails and was like, ooh, what? Because I had tried to watch King of Staten Island a couple weeks ago, and 20 minutes in, me and my wife and my daughter all turned to each other and were like, that we can't watch any more of this. Pete Davidson is like the antichrist of acting. Like he, he, <laughs> I was, I, and I posted on Facebook about it that like I thought Chris Rock was the best comedian slash worst screen presence actor I'd seen right. in recent years, but Pete outdid him, and I just had to stop. And then people were yelling at me, "No, you got to stick with it because Bill Burr is really good in it." And I'm like, I yeah. don't give a fuck. Yeah, like I'm not you know, gonna watch this. I hate Pete Davidson more than anybody. Like I, uh, like anytime he shows up on Saturday Night Live, I, it just grinds to a halt, and I, I get visibly angry. By the way, next week on Lifers is Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, I do remember a time when, uh, when I used to laugh at Judd Apatow movies. Remember that? Remember when his movies were funny? Yeah, but that was yeah. a while ago. That was a long time ago. So what, which was and, the which was the, the Judd Apatow movie that that turned the corner for you that was like this isn't funny anymore? Mm, I've stuck with them a lot longer than other people. I mean, I I, I like this is forty. Uh, wow. The, uh, the one movie that he has that is really just cringe-inducing and bad is uh, the Amy Schumer movie Trainwreck. I agree with you totally. Oh man! And that's I mean, when least... he seemed to slide fully into this thing where it's like, let me get like sports celebrities right. and stuff to try to be funny. Right. Like, that all started you. with that that funny funny people. Was that funny the name people, of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, just one big long jerk fest of like, who? Let's have this person in it and that person in it, and uh, you know, became like a like a celebrity podcast or something. Speaking uh, of podcasts, oh damn it! I thought we were just going to keep going on and on and on. Okay, we'll uh, talk more stuff on our on the second. I'm gonna, I'm recording three podcasts today: one for work and two of these bad boys, a lifers and a seventy movies. So we'll talk more movies on seventy movies later. That's right. I will see you later. Yeah. Uh, and this is our third episode of uh, the Lifers podcast, and and we weren't going to do an episode this week. This was all Ben's idea that we should do. Uh, a guest list, guest list, guest list, yeah. not guest list, <laughs> a guest less episode. We've got a tight uh, guest list for this show. It's just yeah. the three of us. Nobody else allowed. We got a bouncer oh. at the Zoom door. <laughs> <laughs> but this is an idea that, that at first I was like, what? Wait, what? But I like this idea because it gives us a chance to react to the last episode, sort of do an autopsy of that episode yeah. and... And sort of react to the feedback that we've been getting. and Yeah, people I, loved that first episode where it was just us. And people continue to listen to that episode at a rapid pace. So I, I feel like, yeah. I mean, so that's I feel what like gives you the gonna, idea. Well, and I think like it's going to be not that not, I don't anticipate it being too hard to get guests. But I feel like we got to prep for guests and stuff. And so I, I'm happy doing those like every other week. And then. On our on our off weeks, we can just sit and talk for a couple minutes, and nobody has to worry too much about. It. Although Gabe and I, I think, have been all three of us have been copying and pasting questions that people have asked us on social media. So there was a little prep work for this, but yeah. right, right, and and I also like the idea of we can sort of give people a little peek behind the curtain and mm-hmm. show people uh, how we're trying to build this podcast up from nothing, like how. You know, this idea of 
the process, almost like a postmodern deconstructionist type of episode on how three guys make a podcast out of nothing but a stupid, vague idea. Um, well, well, Scott, you've been talking about doing something like this for 25, almost 30 years. Do you remember back when the cable no. show was happening? In the, that cable access show in Zion in 92? Yeah, I do. And you said, Gabe, we got to do something like this. We got to get our own cable access show. You can be the Ed McMahon. And I, I said, I, I would never be able to keep a straight face. You don't remember this? No, I don't. Uh, th this idea has uh, laid dormant, lied, lied, laid, laid dormant in my, my head for that long. And I, yes. I don't remember it. No, I, I never forget it because I've been counting the days since you've been trying to do something like this. <laughs> okay. 2021, this is the year. <laughs> and that's why the very first comment on SoundCloud on our first podcast is Gabe saying, long time coming. Yes, you didn't get that. I didn't. No. Until just now. Now it all Why didn't you bring clicked. this up on the first episode? I got a terrible memory, but certain things I can remember. And this I can remember because those old cable access shows, we used to, you know, when we watch them, we'd laugh and just, you know, have a good time and stuff. And then, you know, here we are. 31 years later? Is it 31? Let's not, let's not go into it. But anyway, you've been it's for a long time. Well, I like the idea that I had the idea back then that you would be Ed McMahon for this. Right. Uh, because to me, the idea of this, the Lifers podcast, didn't really click until I was like, oh, Gabe should be on it and he can be like our Ed McMahon. And then that was when I was like, oh, this can happen. Um, it's either Ed McMahon or Cookie the Clown. Or Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that Didn't know that. That's amazing to me. Uh, um, that's good to know. It's, you know. it's like one of those ideas. The good ideas, they will eventually resurface. And, you know, and I got to say, this was a brilliant idea. And I had it when I was 22. But we've but been you getting know, a lot. Scott, of, go, you go, were yeah. sort of doing something like this uh, throughout the first, I don't know, half of the pandemic, where you were getting online maybe once a week, right, and staring at the computer screen and sort of talking, playing songs off and on, and then answering questions, right. And that's sort of this is sort of a continuation of that. Yes, and that maybe a little I, that, less organized, <laughs> right? That's where the idea sort of came. Eddie, our manager, he was like, "Listen, I've been watching these, and we were calling them what uh, press conferences, <laughs> yeah, was right?" That what so I go on there and I was like, "We're going to do a press conference," and uh, and Eddie Eddie was like, "All right, these are great. You're really good on these. You should do a podcast." I'm like, "No, man, everybody's." doing a podcast everybody's done a podcast the the market is shall we say oversaturated uh so th this this whole idea for the show has been eddie's idea um uh, and uh yeah well the, here's the thing and here's, it all just... and it all stems from from those from those yeah. episodes you're you're right and but i will say let me just say objectively that everyone has a podcast, but not everyone should have a podcast, and not everyone is good at it. And there are musicians that I love as like recording artists and concert performers who now have podcasts, and they're terrible. You know, because right. a lot of name, name a of who is this guy? Right, <laughs> but I mean, a, yeah, right. but I mean, a lot of artists or musicians, you know, they they're by their very nature, they're self-involved and sort of the world exactly. revolves around. They they don't they're not able to sort of come out of themselves long enough to ask anyone else any questions or even think about people who aren't in the in, inner circle would even Easy. understand what they're talking about. Easy, Whitey. You're cutting deep. Come on. Keep, keep going. <laughs> but I mean, but, but, but what I learned about you uh, during those things was like, oh, no, Scott can. Scott's not like that. <laughs> Scott, Scott can communicate off stage. And then you started and doing podcasts with me. I was like, oh no, Scott is, Scott is, is like, like that. that. <laughs> He's totally like that. Yeah. No, it's yeah. fantastic. And 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 then I and and then I mean well, the first time we did the thing and I realized I got the chemistry with you and Gabe and I was like, oh yeah, this is this was a great idea. Well, you know, 
don't sell yourself short. Even though everyone is uh, wondering who the fuck Ben Reiser is, <laughs> don't, don't, don't sell yourself short. But yeah. the last episode, I, I did want to talk about. And so this idea, when Ben was talking about, let's, ha- let's go back and forth. Let's do uh, just an episode with just us one week and then an episode with a guest the next week. And we will have a guest next week. But even if we were going to have a guest, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the last episode that we did with Juliana Hatfield because almost immediately after we finished recording that episode, I was bummed because I felt like I completely fucked the entire thing up. I felt like I didn't hammer home the idea of the podcast and this idea of a lifer and what drives somebody to dedicate their life to something that, you know, at least from the outside, it looks like it, you know, where's the payoff with this thing? And But you love it so much that you're willing to do shit that other people wouldn't do. You're willing to sleep in crappy hotels. You're willing to drive to places that no one wants to go to. You know, you go to these shitty clubs and you're at certain times like, why am I doing this? And the, the thing about it was, Juliana is the perfect person to talk about those things and answer those kind of questions, you know, and the way that she came up through the indie circuit with the Blake babies and then she went solo and she signed to a major in the 90s and she had hits and all this next big thing status was thrown at her and all that shit. And then it goes away and she moves on and maybe a few years she's like, what the fuck happened? Why the fuck am I doing this? But at some point she regains her footing and continues on without all that nonsense, right? And now she is who she is, and she's fine with it. Things might be on a smaller scale. She's not playing stadiums, but she's in control. You know, all those things, she's perfect for that, and I let it all go. Like, I didn't drill down on those ideas. Um, but I so. think, well, I think for, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I also think that one of the other things that you were really firm about from the beginning was that you didn't want to sort of prepare questions and you didn't want it to be like a typical question and answer interview and your 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 thought was that like when people ask specific questions to you or when you hear other people you know it's like somebody asks you like, what's your favorite song or what was the best tour you did right. or what was your favorite show to play or what was your favorite you know club uh your mind goes blank and i think that through the course of your conversation with Juliana, which wasn't a lot of question and answer stuff, it was just a conversation. I think right. most of the stuff that you just talked about sort of comes out in in a sort of subtle but clear way. Like you get the sense of Juliana by the end of that episode, and I think that's, I think you're succeeding without blatantly trying. Yeah, but I, I think I need to get there, uh, uh, do a better job of it. Get get in there. I mean. Right. There's not going to be a set of questions. It's not going to be like James Lipton, you know, and right. answering the questions from the French talk show host, Bernard Pivot. You know, we're not going to right. do that. Uh, we're trying to get at these ideas, I don't know, obliquely. But I wonder, maybe if you had re- if you had said what you just said about Juliana's career at the beginning of that episode while Juliana was here with us and she heard that sort of description of her career, that might have been a cool launching off point for her to say, well, that's not true, or yes, that's right. right. Um, and that could have been the beginning of a So maybe right. that's something to think about. Maybe write that, yourself a little paragraph before, the, you know, to, to, to introduce the guest with your concept of what their life or career has been, and then they can sort of react to that, and that could be the start of things. Or we should just uh, make a list of those James Lipton, Lipton questions and just, what turns you on? If, if God exists, what do you hope he says to you at the pearly gates? Maybe we'll do that for some people. What's your favorite swear word? Yeah. <laughs> it's always fuck, isn't it? But I mean, but but here's the thing. We're, I hope we're getting there, and maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. But, you know, the idea... I, I am aware of my shortcomings as, a, as an interviewer, um, and, and I don't want it to come off as laziness. It's just that I'm not very good at it yet. And I think we're going to get there. And, and I, you know, I, I can't listen to it personally, myself. It, it sounds like uh, 
I sound like somebody just put a gun in my face. And it's like, I cannot <laughs> stop stuttering and stammering. I'm like stuttering, muttering, prick you. You know, so, and, and in, that, in that regard, you guys are uh, saving the podcast. I think that uh, my gauge on, on how, how it went was to listen to the, the Juliana fans, because we, we linked it on some of her sites. And I think they appreciate it, cause, and they like the length of it. Because and they went really in depth in her career and stuff. So, you know, the people that are not, you know, people don't understand what what lifers is, you know, like her fans, just because they're not exposed to the word. I think they appreciated it. So, I yeah. It well, if if you're on the panel of interviewers, you're going to get pretty deep into Juliana Hatfield's career, Gabe. <laughs> let, me, let me see that picture. Do you still have all the? No. Oh yeah, um, there's still still the. The Juliana Hatfield book. Back All there. the local age stuff is gone, and just the Juliana Hatfield. Uh, one of them fell down because I think my my dog jumped a little quicker, <laughs> and, and the, the record fell, but it didn't crack, so it's still good. Your dog ate it, huh? Yeah. See, what you people can't see, what you people can't see, is Gabe's in the uh, the the local age merch room, and uh, last week he had Juliana Hatfield records all over the place. Um, and and as it turns f- out, it wasn't just for Juliana Hatfield's. Uh, uh, benefit, Scott. And is this the first podcast you're doing with me that you're not sitting on a toilet or on the floor of a? Bathroom? It is. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, I am not at home. I'm in the Bronx. Uh, I had to come out here, and I don't have to do it in the toilet because there's not a train going by the house. So, so you are welcome. Actually, Scott is starring in the remake of the Paul Newman movie Fort Apache: The Bronx. He's playing. I've never seen Raging that movie, Bull. Actually, oh, Raging Bull, yeah. Even better. Uh, well, well, the other thing that, and this is funny too, because uh, Gabe, you had a bunch of questions for Juliana Hatfield, but you didn't get to any of them because, because why? Uh, I, I was a little starstruck. I mean, I, I, I got to oh. admit, I'm a, I'm a big fanboy when it comes to Juliana, and and my wife thinks I have a crush on her. That, I don't, <laughs> I think it's just I, I like hearing you know good female vocalists and she's a good songwriter so I was actually listening to it and watching it as as it was happening rather than being a part of it so I well kind of but you got you got a, a text that you're you're a, you're a grandpap right oh yeah also my my stepdaughter had her her baby that during the podcast and I got pictures sent to me as it was happening and I'm like oh my god I I, I gotta you know say something but I can't so here we are doing a podcast. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, what people didn't hear, thanks to Ben's skillful editing, was that <laughs> at, at, when it started, my internet went down and got kicked off at the beginning of the interview when we were talking about Robbie Benson. So yeah. at, at the point when you hear Ben take over and start talking about Robbie Benson, that's when I'm freaking out on the other end, trying to get back onto the Zoom. And so by the time I got back on, I'm frazzled, I'm sweating, I'm like, oh shit, I'm making an idiot of myself. I, you know, I wanted to have Juliana come on and think that we were semi-pro. Uh, <laughs> so by the time I got back on, I was an absolute mess, and it was really hard for me to get, get my footing. Um, so. Well, let me jump on as a cheerleader one more time to say the other thing that we got was some feedback from Juliana who said she had a, she said she had a great time and thought we sounded great together and um, I think that's going to be another really important thing going forward is like uh, how the guests wind up feeling about it and I think that with our first guest we got you know I think her conversation with you is wasn't like all the other sort of press she might be doing this year right. for her her new projects and it's and I think that that's what's great and unique about this show and so that's fantastic. right most most of the people right away are going to go to you know her being on the cover of sassy magazine or something you know like every piece of press about juliana mentions that and i think if if nothing else we didn't mention that you know and and i'm i'm proud of that but you know i'd like to say that that's because we're good but i think it was just because you know I have that magazine. I almost put it up in the background while we were doing it, but I, I thought better of it. <laughs> well done, Gabe. Well, well done. Well, and we she's intimidating. She was for me anyway. And then also, it's like I have in my head, like, okay, don't fuck up this thing. Don't, you know, make sure we pass the what is it, the Bechdel test? Uh, which what is, is really that? From, it's like from movies. It's like um, 
It's this thing like, uh, does this movie have women characters talking in this movie about things other than men? Right. Um, and so Juliana, who, as you pointed out, it has the most in- amazingly prolific career as a singer-songwriter and cover artist and performing artist, still, though, she's also been associated with, with all these other cool uh, artists and musicians, you know, a bunch of whom are, like, famous in their own right, and it's sort of so tempting to say, tell us about Paul Westerberg, tell us about Evan Dando, and... I'm sort of proud that we got through the whole 90 minutes without mentioning Evan Dando or the Lemonheads. Yeah. So I think we did all right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I honestly I blew it didn't it. even I occur to me. Paul. Yeah. See, yeah, there you, you go. Well, you're, you know, you're the biggest yeah. replacements fan and you had to. You had to mention Paul Westerberg. So, that's understandable. I'm the Gabe Rodriguez of replacements fans. Yes. That makes sense. So that's that, Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at right now with that. Uh, so you know, the show is going to get better. I, I I hope, and you know, we'll figure out some of those things. But that's kind of what I was fucked up on that last thing. So the the other thing that that's cool about an episode like this is we can answer questions, right? And and we uh, we asked people. If they had questions, to uh, send them in somehow or just write them. So, I mean, we had questions on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and uh, just comments and stuff like that. Yeah, and people like people answering our questions. So we found out uh, through SoundCloud and through um, this woman, Michelle, who let us know that uh, it was Clark Brandon, not Robbie Benson, who was on Facts of Life. Right, I saw that. Now, did you look up Clark Brandon? I did. And let's okay. take a little bit, a, a two-minute deep dive into the world of Clark Brandon, oh, who does look sweet. like Robbie Benson, kind of. He does. That's not he was a coincidence. In, yeah, he was in The Chicken Chronicles, which is, like I think, Steve Gutenberg's first starring role, uh, a movie that I remember seeing on TV shortly after it was released. Then he was on some TV. I mean, he was mostly a TV actor. He's on something called The Fitzpatrick's, which I don't remember ever seeing. But Jimmy McNichol was on that show too. And then he was on Family, which I do remember. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, Family was great with Buddy. Yeah. And then he was on an episode of Fantasy Island, where he played ah. somebody named Patrick Kincaid. Uh, he was on an ABC After School special called "It Isn't Easy Being a Teenage Millionaire." I kind of want to watch that one. That's got to be amazing. Isn't that a Queens of the Stone Age song? Is it? No, I think you're thinking of, uh, you think I ain't worth a dollar, but baby, I'm a millionaire. That's probably it. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it was in a TV movie called Like Mom, Like Me, <laughs> which I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> he was on something called Insight. I don't know, I don't know what that is. A, an American religious-themed weekly anthology series. Wow, that ran in syndication from 1960 to 1985. What the? Wait, a religious the anthology. Anthologies. I've never heard of this thing. Me either. How have you not? The I know. You are I know. That, that sounds like it's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. He was on an episode of The New Adventures of Wonder Woman, which is actually Wonder Woman with Linda Carter, but apparently for seasons two and three, they renamed it and called it The New Adventures of Wonder Woman. I'm trying well, to remember, you, did it start out as a period piece and then they moved it to present day, much like they're doing with the stupid Wonder Woman movies now? Uh, I don't know, but I remember before the series, there was a, a Wonder a Woman movie. Right, and it was with Kathy, blonde, Lee Cros- with Kathy Lee Crosby. Kathy yeah. Lee Crosby, right. And I remember seeing it after, and well, what, what is this shit? You know, yeah. this isn't Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. I think I saw it before it, and I, I loved both. I both, I loved both Linda Carter and Kathy Lee Crosby. But the Kathy Lee Crosby was definitely like modern day Wonder Woman. Yeah, but so was Linda Carter was Wonder it? Woman. And you know what? Uh, ben and I are big uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers fans. Apparently, there's an Invasion of the Body Snatchers episode of Wonder Woman, and I keep meaning to watch it, and I haven't. And I know that HBO Max is showing all those, so oh, it's got to be in there yeah. somewhere. Awesome. I'll, fi- I'll find that for us. Well, I'll have to look for it. I just got HBO Max. I'll have to look for it. Which, what's that again? <laughs> I'm, I'm writing this down. <clears throat> what, it's uh, called Wonder Woman. 
Okay. With Linda Carter. <laughs> it's, a, it's a TV show. Or the I'm new adventures the of Wonder invasion. Woman. We're okay. not talking about Gal Gadot. Although I, I think Gal Gadot is a great Wonder Woman as well. Like she's yeah, got drug, drugstore cowboy with John Travolta, and invasion. No, 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 no. not John Travolta. Uh, Matt He's, Dillon. Drugstore. Okay. You're thinking of you're thinking of greasy cowboy. No, no, <laughs> urban cowboy. Oh, urban cowboy. That was greasy cowboy. <laughs> you know uh, some of the comments that we've got really good. There's this one guy uh, on Twitter. He's, he's uh, Jeremy and Scani, and, and he uh, retweeted our, our uh, Spotify account, whatever uh, the, the pilot episode, but he goes, Hey, listen to this. It's bad, but I bet it gets better. Uh, which I just thought that was the best. I mean, that guy fucking, Nailed Maybe it. He meant bad as in good. Like it's no, bad. he's saying, uh, listen to this. I mean, it, this is bad. It's not good. But I think it's going to get better. So this is our perfect listener. This is a guy who's with us on the ground floor. And he's interested in us going somewhere and getting better. And he's rooting for us. But he knows the, show's, the show has problems right now. And, but he's like, <laughs> it's going to get better. And, and if you want to see it get better, you're going to have to start where it's bad. Uh, but he says, what's Gabe's handle? Where's my record? How do I buy a fuck you shirt? Uh, what's mm. your handle? Oh, your Twitter, handle. Twitter handle. Yeah, Twitter what's your Twitter handle, handle Gabe? <clears throat> All my handles are the same. It's local Gabe. But uh, where do you I send I like your love handles. <laughs> I didn't see these messages. Where's my record? What's, what's he talking oh, about? Oh, it's somebody maybe ordered a record from you and they haven't gotten it yet? Mm-mm. I don't know about that. It's I, I blame the mail on, on when all this stuff is going down because the mail mm-hmm. in the last couple of months. But tell these people just to email me from the site and, and I'll take care of them. You got to start blaming Antifa. That's who you're supposed <laughs> to blame. Never mind the mail. Or, a- or my or my daughters. They made me do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, follow-up question to the Clark Brandon thing. Uh, Scott. Oh, you weren't done. I'm sorry. Well, I, I wasn't. It's fine. I'm not going to go through the rest of his career, except I'll say one more thing. He was in some show called Out of the Blue, which I've never heard of. But this says it's not an, the movie Out of the Blue. No, 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 no. Oh, this was on ABC. Movie. It's an it's an American write that fantasy. Write one down, Gabe. Out of the Blue. Dennis out of the Blue. Movie? Linda Mans. Oh, yeah. Okay, go on, Ben. I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. American fantasy sitcom that aired on ABC during the fall of 1979. It's chiefly notable as having featured a Mork and Mindy crossover and for the controversy surrounding its status as a spinoff of Happy Days. Any of this ring a bell? with? I thought Mork and Mindy's was the spinoff of Happy Days. Yes, but this Out of the Blue apparently also was, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know. The only show that I remember is Lucan. Remember Lucan? No. About no. the boy who was raised by wolves? You guys don't oh, know Lucan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love that show. I remember that show. I didn't remember that that was the name of it. Oh, yeah. Such good oh. stuff. But I don't remember Out of the Blue. And then that was it. After that, they, uh, they, they yanked him. They never let him do anything else. No, he was on an episode of Hello, Larry in 1980. <laughs> oh, who doesn't love Hello, Larry? <laughs> he was in the movie Serial in 1980. Ah, I just watched Serial. Uh, See, that's ago. maybe you recognize him from Serial and thought it was Robbie Benson. Actually, maybe that's uh, it. Then he was on four episodes of Facts of Life. A recurring character is Eddie Brennan, and that brings me to what I, the, my question was: How did you wind up watching Facts of Life the other day? And is this a regular occurrence for you? Well, I have Logo, and uh, it was just happened to be on. Uh, Logo shows Facts of Life, and they show Three's Company. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a Pretty good channel. You should how, watch did, it. How did it come up that Robbie Benson was brought up during the Juliana Hatfield episode? I, that's, I'd have never because I had just it watched all it, Scott, and I thought, you know, uh, this is how ice podcasts breaker. work. Yeah, it's an ice icebreaker. Now, getting back to the comments, uh, this guy Eric Boutin, Poutin, Eric Bouton, Eric Bouton. Great episode. Looking forward to hearing more. I've never heard Gabe's voice before. He sounds like if Hunter S. Thompson grew up in the Midwest. Now that's good. That is gold. Gabe? Hunter S. Thompson, he, he wrote, uh, what, what, I don't know, Bad Boys? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Pony Boy. What's that movie? Outsiders. 
You wrote no, that? that's S.E. Hinton, you, you fucking okay. Philistine. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson, he's... All right, write down Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> I've the been book to... and the movie. I'm not going to read the book, but I'll... maybe the movie. Fear and Loathing. All right. Do you hear it, Ben? Can you hear the Midwest Hunter S. Thompson going on? No. But I, but I, I'm gonna do some research because I can't I can't even I guess oh no I guess that yeah sure because Hunter S Thompson is played by Bill Murray in the movie in the uh, I, the Buffalo Room movie but in oh I'm sorry right, Loathing he's played by Johnny Depp right 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 I do if I close my eyes I can hear a little bit of Bill Murray in we should do a thing and everybody yeah. say who they think Gabe sounds like now. I think Gabe sounds, sometimes I'll hear this guy talk, Barack Obama, and I think that sounds just like Gabe. The, <laughs> the, the way he talks like that, and Gabe will talk like that too. And, you know, oh, I, I'd love to hear Barack Obama talk about, you know, hardcore records uh, or, or Revelation records. He should be on that show just talking when about I- Judge records or something. When I have people send in your ideas for Gabe soundalikes, and when I have some time, I'll put together like an audio montage of all those different people and Gabe saying stuff, and we can compare and contrast. Gabe, I mean, Gabe, you know who Barack Obama is, right? He wrote Bad Boys. I know, I know, Bad uh, Boys for Life. I know Forty Four, but I've been told that I look like people, but never sound like people. So maybe you know. You you don't think you sound like Barack Obama? You know what? When I first heard him speak, I thought that he sounded like my dad. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So so now I get the connection. That that tracks. That makes sense. <laughs> Who do people tell you you look like? Uh, I, I've been told I look like uh, Pitbull. What? Yeah. Okay. I see it. <laughs> Joe Satriani. What though, the fuck? Who's who says you look like Joe Satriani? When he got bald, you know, when the, and the sunglasses. So just anybody who's bald, you look like. Is that is that what's going on here? Uh, the Rock or Vin Diesel, maybe maybe something like that. Yeah, see, it's just bald people. It's just bald guys. Dwayne the Rock, Tully, Diesel, Telly Savalas. Uh, you know what? Yul Brenner. That that's the one. Who? <laughs> Yul Brenner. Oh, Yul Brenner. <laughs> so let it be written. So shall it be done. Yeah, you've got now, a Yul Brenner thing. Clark Brandon's main claim to fame is actually from a show called Mr. Merlin. Oh God, I re- I do remember that. Yeah. Okay, I'm done with Clark Brandon. Are you sure? No, I don't think you are. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Did you guys run across any questions that you thought were interesting? Um, here's something. Uh, you were talking to Juliana about a tour that you thought she did with the guy from um, Matthew Cause. Matthew Cause, where they went back and forth, song, song, song by song, and somebody thought that that was actually Juliana's tour with Evan Dando around 2011 where they did the ping pong songs back and forth between the two of them. Is it possible that's what you were thinking of? Uh, it's not possible that's what I was thinking of, but uh, it's definitely possible that that she didn't do that. And I just, you know... I mean, she would have definitely done something like that with Evan. But but I, I didn't think... Yeah, I, I don't think I saw that tour. So I wouldn't have thought that that was the one. You know what I mean? I didn't see that tour either, which is surprising because I try to see Evan Dando whenever he comes around. So I don't remember that tour. I didn't know they did a tour together where they played stuff back and forth. Yeah, Hmm. they did a lot of tours. Uh, Somebody else on Twitter asked if there's a chance we will tour Australia. And the answer from Gabe is a resounding no. Not me. (laughs) I won't take that flight ever again. But, uh, you know, that that was a horrible flight. I don't know if you remember that flight. I uh, loved that flight. Well, they, sh- they showed us movies. It was dark for 24 hours. Yeah, it was great to watch movies. And they gave us free wine. We had pills. I had a great time. <laughs> I remember so, looking at one of, one of our crew guys sitting, sitting with his mouth open for about eight hours, just knocked out. And I felt like throwing popcorn the whole time. Like, wake up. You know, I'm sitting here and I can't sleep. <laughs> Yeah, that, that flight to Australia is a little rough, but it'd be nice if you went down there. <laughs> it'd be nice if you went down there and never came back. <laughs> no, 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 you can come back. But you gonna say something, Ben? 
Uh, I was well. I was gonna say like I thought that the story behind that Australia tour was that the tour itself was so insane that that's what in their head. <laughs> I didn't realize but it was no. you. I didn't realize you were already you'd already quit by the time you landed in Australia because you didn't want to take that flight. <laughs> that flight is horrible. I mean, first of all, we we, we flew towards Australia, crossed the international dateline during daylight savings time, and never came back. We we flew to. England after that, and then to Miami or, or uh, Tampa. So I lost a whole day in my life that I never got back. <laughs> I went an hour. So I, I don't understand that somehow I'm a day older or a day younger. That's not how it works. Yes, I never came back. No, <laughs> That's not how back. it works. It's it's tomorrow somewhere, and I should be there. Well, Thank goodness you weren't born on leap year. That would have been <laughs> endless trouble a, for you. There, there's a tomorrow, Gabe, walking around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Here's a good question, and you know this. This could be a good point where a lot of people will probably turn it off. But uh, mm-hmm. th- there's some Oregon HBC uh, from Twitter. He's, he says, "Noticed you beefed with some MAGA fans. MAGA means make America great again, guys. Um, what would you say to them when they keep getting butt hurt about your lyrics and tell you to stay out of politics? So politics. Uh, look." I vote, I pay my taxes, you know, I have a right to my opinion, and you, know, and you have a right to say, fuck my opinion. But the problem that is happening is too often it gets into this thing where, and it's totally the fucking internet, right? But, but it, it gets into this thing where people want to threaten my job over it, you know? But the fact that I don't agree with somebody's politics, they're going to threaten my livelihood or boycott me or, you know, we had this idiot who was threatening to start a boycott of us on Twitter and he comes in and mentioned, I mentioned Trump or something. And we don't do this every day, right? It's not, it's not part of our brand. Um, although to some people I think it is, but, uh, he's like, I don't know who you are and I don't care about your music, but I'm just here because I saw you tweeting about our president. And, and it's like, well, let's see what Trump voters have to say about your feelings about our president. You know, I'm going to start a boycott. I was like, wait, wait, you don't even know us. You've got no skin in this game. You don't care about us. But you're going to try to take away my right to earn a living because I don't agree with you about politics. And I was like, hey, motherfucker, you want to threaten my livelihood. You can do it to my face. So I said, we'll put you on the guest list. You can come. I'm not hard to find after the shows. You can come up to the merch booth and we can discuss your politics right there. But... You know, we're not the national, you know, we're not like a band that doesn't have, we're not like a ba- an NPR band where everybody who listens to us is a left-wing pinko commie, right? So we get this kind of thing where yeah. people disagree with my politics. And my politics, by the way, are, are totally based on things that piss me off and rage and, you know, righteous anger and, you know, so... And so is my music. So, you know, once in a while, the music gets into the politics. And, but it's not part of who we are. You know, it's not like you go to a Ted Nugent show and, and you know, 80% of his show is about politics. I mean, that's 80% of the show. I, I went to see him a couple of years ago and oh, wow. swear to God. Well, see, that's the thing. is like I don't agree with Ted Nugent's politics, but I'm also, I'm not going to like, not listen to stranglehold because I don't agree with what Ted. I mean, I'm not going to do that to myself. I don't get the thinking that goes on with people where they're like, I don't agree with you. Fuck you. I'm going to cancel you or I'm going to boycott your shit. And I know a lot of people think that that's the left's, you know, the cancel culture. That's what the left do. But the right does it just as it's not the left that's threatening to cancel me. It's the right that's always threatening. Like, we're going to start a boycott. And it's like, dude, shut up. You know? So that is my problem. You don't have to agree with me. Uh, but but it's also, it's nothing new. I mean, Bound for the Floor is political in nature. Half-Life, you know, all these songs, this isn't something that I just picked up over the last four years. Uh, so I guess that answers that question you guys got real quiet well you were getting serious with a statement man. i don't want to inter- interrupt that 
When you're uh, when you've been traveling pre-pandemic times, I mean, you were you were touring. Yeah. The first three years of the last administration, did you notice things being different around the country, like more political? No, uh, more, I think more more people were people more hostile or less hostile. No, no, that's bullshit. I mean, that's stuff that you see. I think on the on the internet and on Twitter and Facebook, like. And especially with everybody being home right now, it's just nonstop. That's all people are thinking about. And they're yelling at each other. But you get people face-to-face, and I don't think you see as much of that. And part of the best thing about my job is, uh, you know, I get out of my backyard. And I, I, think, I think if you want to be a congressman or a senator or anything like that, you should be required to drive across this country back and forth and do the same thing that we do because then you get a, a sense of what's really going on. I mean, there's certainly, I, st- I, s- I see a lot more billboards that I think are gross and I don't agree with, but um, I don't think people are necessarily uh, worse than they used to be, you know? I mean, people fucking suck, but, but you know, they're also great. So, I mean... I think that politicians are, are are starting to get the sense that they need to do that. There was this one guy who just flew to Mexico recently. He went, he wanted to uh, check out his constituents there. <laughs> yeah, you know that was that was a forward thinking fellow there. I'm gonna have to see how it goes with that guy. Yeah. But speaking of Ted Nugent, Gabe, do you remember when we were on Ted Nugent's talk show? Oh man, I actually. I remember hearing about it. I don't think I was there. Oh, you didn't go with us. I don't think I was there. I never, never seen him. Was it in person? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. So we were on tour, and somebody from the label, they go, uh, yeah, uh, you, you want to be on Ted Nugent's talk show? Because we were playing in Detroit. And I was like, what? Yes, absolutely. I, 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 this is great. I can't wait. And they're like, well, you know, he's a little right wing. I'm like, yeah, I, I fucking know who Terrible Ted is. I'm not afraid of that. I want to be on this guy's show. I mean, come on. Ted Nugent was fucking great, you know? Uh, so I'm not going to miss this chance. So, so I, we go on the show and I walk in. And as soon as I walk in, and, and Ted's sitting in this chair, he's got the mic set up and he's got a guitar like a sort of semi-hollow body guitar. It's not quite acoustic. It's not quite electric. It's both. And he's just kind of noodling, playing r- licks. And we walk in. And as soon as we walk in, remember, Gabe, how Pepper from Corrosion and Conformity used to always call me Alternative Boy? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of like that. As soon as I walk in, he's like, all right, here here he comes. Here comes the liberal pinko. And he looks at me, and I, I walk in. I'm like, hey, Ted, you know, it's great to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And he looks at me, he looks me up and down, and he goes, you're a vegetarian, aren't you? <laughs> First thing Ted Nugent says to me is, you're a vegetarian. And, I, and you know, with my dad being a hunter, I'm used to this crap. So I, I go, uh, well, yeah, Ted, actually, I am a vegetarian, but uh, what makes you ask that question? He goes, because you're so pale. I was like, well, that might have something to do with the fact that, you know, I we're traveling in a bus and I'm and I don't get up until 2 p.m. every day. But sure, maybe it's because of the vegetarianism. But he but he ended up being really cool. And at at one point he goes, all right, let's let's hear what you fuckers sound like. And and what do you want me to play? Should I play this uh, pound for the floor single? And we're like, no, 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 no. We don't want you to listen to that. We, we want you to put on high five and motherfucker. So he puts on high five and motherfucker and it starts. And then the guitar comes in. It's got all the feedback. And he just kind of looks at me. He's like, this is you. And I go, yeah. yeah. And he, and he goes, uh, how'd you get your producer to let you get away with all that feedback? <laughs> Which fucking blew my mind. Cause I'm like, you're terrible Ted and you're, and you don't tell the producer what's what? Uh, I just couldn't believe it. But it was funny, and he was cool, and he liked it, and he ended up uh, inviting me to the show when he played uh, House of Blues in Chicago. And I went, and it was great. He came out on a goddamn buffalo. And it was <laughs> a live buffalo? A live buffalo. Ted Nugent 
comes out on stage on a live buffalo. And, you know, there's a lot of problems with that. I get it. But God damn it. He was on a live buffalo on stage in Chicago. That was pretty great. That was a great show. But my point is, I don't agree with him. But you said him. 80% of it was him. Like, was it in between songs he was going on political rants? Yeah, well, back then it wasn't as bad. I saw him about a year or two ago uh, at the end of a tour we were doing with, uh, I think, Everclear? Like one of the Summerland tours. And we were in some place in California, uh, Bear Mountain, and he was playing, and I ended up staying an extra day to go see him play. And that was terrifying. I mean, I've never been to a Trump rally, but that was fucking terrifying. And just everybody in there had, like, you know, the, the flag shirts and American Eagle and Don't Tread on Me and just... And but nobody could get in. You, you couldn't bring your purses in because he made sure that nobody could bring their guns in, which I thought was just precious. Uh, so, so I'm like, I, I went right up front, and I could. After every song, he went into some just. It was all pretty much about hunting, though. I mean, it was it was mm-hmm. political in nature, but but the main thing was about hunting. Um, and then at one point, he sees me, and I'm wearing my my stupid little Mr. Peabody glasses. And he just kept saying things and looking at me to to try to gauge if I was getting upset. And I was like, no, man, I know who you are. Bring it on. You know, I I don't care. I'm not going anywhere until you play (laughs) Stranglehold. And he played Stranglehold. And I I looked at Justine. I was like, all right, now we can go, you know. (laughs) That's great. Uh, But, you know, you say you're not an NPR band, but I think you would be perfect candidate for their tiny desk concerts thing i would love to do one of their tiny guest uh things but yeah i'm not you know i i i might have all the familiar symptoms of an npr guy but no you're not but but i'm not not at all gabe do you have to leave do you have to sign off yeah this is this is this is my, my my time where i have to depart but uh you know. Scott, stick around. I'm going to ask you a couple more of these questions, and we'll just either they'll fit sure, in. Sure, or, or we could just we could just hit it next time. You know? oh, all right, we can just. Yeah, hit it next I, th- time. I think I think Gabe, uh, I think your heart out should be our heart out. Okay. Heart out. Heart out. What are you talking about? I'm not talking about a heart in or a heart on. I'm talking about a hard out. Um, oh, heart out. Okay. I, think I don't know these terms. You? What the fuck? No, you you said I have a hard out. At, yeah. at this time in your I said email. Hard stop. Hard stop. Oh. Did, oh, was it hard stop? <laughs> hard Sorry. stop. I think you have a hard stop now. I think a hard stop. To stop. Okay, a hard stop. Well, I think this is as good a place to end yeah, as didn't any. Yeah, really answer many of the questions people <laughs> We got a lot of more questions, and as not all the questions were winners anyway. No. But, but I think this, is, this got a little deep. Uh, it was great. I loved this episode. Well, awesome. We'll but see. we'll be next. We'll be back next week with a guest. Who's uh, our guest? Uh, I'm thinking Andy Gerber, but I have another idea as well that he's also a producer. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, it's it's right. probably going to be Andy Gerber. I think Andy's going to be a great guest, and uh, we'll see what happens. Right? We'll see you next time, Gabe. Yeah. Have fun at work, slave. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks.